It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lax Class. Christmas uh, episode 164 about to come your way here on lacrosse flash podcast network. My name is Jay Kelly. It's, I have a couple of co-hosts with me today. Brad Challoner is back in the chair and uh, our buddy Evan Schemenauer as well. Fellas, uh, before we kind of get into the program here, uh, Merry Christmas. What did, what did Santa bring you guys uh, under the tree this season? Ooh, Santa was good, man. Santa was good. As always, Merry Christmas, everybody listening as well, too. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. Are you guys big, like, when Christmas is over, like today, today we're recording here on the 27th. Like, is it done for you, or are you trying to stretch it out for another <sighs> couple days, get to New Year's? Yeah, I mean, I, I like that break in between Christmas and New Year's. Like, I kind of feel like the holiday goes until you go back to work, so to speak. Uh, so I kind of like 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, I consider that part of the holiday. Like I never like going to work and then getting off again and then going back again. Like just shut her down and, and give the people some time off here. Yeah, normally I, like when I was working with the First Nations, they bound off as a shutdown for two weeks this time of year, right? So the work really kind of shut down till after New Year's. So it really didn't matter. This year, just because of a little bit of a small switch in my position that I'm going to be working the next, what was it, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, nothing too severe, but. Brad, you just, you like book off like a month over Christmas. Yeah, well, right? you know what, though? I was just thinking about that. Like, I'm, I'm partied out, man. I'm partied out. Like, it's here. We are the 27th. My wife wanted to, like, have friends over and order Chinese food tonight. I'm like, I don't know if I could do another night of just eating like crap and. <laughs> I need to take a break. Yeah, <laughs> take a break I, for a couple of days. I thought I was going to dry out, go to Calgary, have some fun. Um, <laughs> dry out in you know, Calgary, which, right? Which would have been which would have been another story altogether, and we'll mm, get to that later. But cold, dry. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's, it's been a. It's been a crazy few days. Um, and I, I. Yeah, I do have this time off work, but this is more like chill time for me. Like, By the like way, you you mentioned to me, and for people that bring it out for a couple of days. Sorry, for for people that don't know, you are the the music director at uh, Move One Hundred Three Point Five. I think I got that right. Uh, Virgin Radio down there in Vancouver. And as I've mentioned before, you are the man responsible for hitting the switch on when it's time to play Christmas music on the station, which uh, Danny thoroughly enjoys. You know this, but. But uh, have you switched back yet? Let me ask you that. Are you still playing Christmas music? Well, no, not on the 27th. God, no. And shoot me if shoot me if we were. But I will say this year we played Christmas music on Boxing Day, which we've never done in our 12-year history. It just <laughs> bonus so happened day? You gave Boxing it a bonus day? We gave it a little bonus day. It just so happened that Boxing Day lined up on, on a Sunday this year. So I think there's a little bit more forgiveness there. People are a little bit more in the celebratory mood. But mm. no, in years past, we find that Christmas is done you know, sadly, almost after you rip open the presents on Christmas Day, and then it's like, okay, let's move on. Okay, but next, this right? year you said that like it was a bit of a nightmare for you, Christmas. Why? What? What? What happened down at the the station there where this holiday season was was tough for you in the radio business? No, man, we make we'll be number one after the winter book. Like Christmas, you you can do 
you can do no wrong. And it's funny because there's Christmas wars in, in every radio market at Christmas. So you never think of Christmas wars as an oxymoron just to say the words. But yeah, it's all about what radio station gets into the market first, who starts playing it first, who plays it the longest, what that's going to do to listenership and ratings every market. Like there's strategy that goes Game of chess behind what Christmas day you go. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's right. you get that in markets all across Canada. Enough about Christmas music. Uh, let's get to the good stuff here. What uh, what what was the big uh, gift for you guys this this season? The computer I'm on right now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty simple Christmas year because it's just been so cold in Saskatchewan the last week. It's minus 36 right now. It's getting down to minus 45 tonight. And like, sure you, enough, on uh, the difference Christmas morning, between 36 and 45, is there like a significant, like once it gets past like 30, 35, like does it matter whether it's 40, 45, 50? Like, I don't know. Just a length of time you can be outside and still be safe. But sure enough, Christmas morning, the furnace conked out. So. <laughs> Thank God for having two furnaces or oh. two uh, fireplaces in this house because okay. Okay. <laughs> otherwise it would be a lot of fun going on right yeah. now. Well, maybe you should have got a furnace for Christmas. Uh, yeah. Brad, uh, what about you? What uh, what did what the Mrs. or Santa Claus uh, well, happen? We, we had a white Christmas for the first time since 2008 yeah. here yeah. in the lower mainland. So it was actually pretty, it was a pretty special one. Um this year to wake up on Christmas morning and have snow coming down and then go outside and do a little sledding and walk around the neighborhood. Like it was, we are feeling it and we're complaining like little babies. Like it's, it's only minus five. Like yeah. there, and there's a difference. I'll tell you between zero and minus five, there's, there's a noticeable difference on how much time you can spend outside. Well, it's here, different here though, right? It's it's the the I know we're babies. No one in Sask yeah. and Calgary wants to, no one in Calgary and Sask wants to, uh, wants to hear about. That. All right. Presents. What'd you get? Uh, presents. I got a new shaft or I got a new stick, man. Fine. I got, uh, finally, finally, you retired that gold. Uh, what was that thing? Was I, uh, no, it was my gate gorilla, my De Beers gate gorilla. Like, um, I don't even know how you describe the shape of that shaft, but it was, it's rounded like a circle on one side. And then it's like octagon really? on the top, almost oh. like a, a hexagon. I, I love okay. that stick. I played with that stick for, for years, but no, finally got, uh, got a Strinking legend black on black on black from mountain edge up there in, in your neck of the oh. jumbo. They strung it beautifully, and it's ready to go. How do you not go see my man Snoof at Lacrosse Experts? Oh, he was close for the holidays. He's not going to like. No, he's not going to like no, the, the sounds. But hey, the wife wife did the shopping. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so shout out well. to String King as well. Uh, so new 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 shaft on on the stick. That's pretty good. No uh, no more musical instruments. No head too. I got I got the head too. Oh, okay. I got a whole I got a whole stick. I'm just waiting to go try to yeah. wait for the snow to thaw. So I to go test it. it out now. Yeah, you're not doing it. Uh, well, that's good, boys. Uh, How about you? I, what did I get? What did I get? Uh, well, I bought myself a, a new bed, um, but that's kind of like my own Christmas present a little bit. I got I uh, got myself a brand new. I said I wanted some new white sneakers, and Danny went and got me the uh, all fresh white Air Force Ones with the high like rise sole on it. They're pretty sick, so I'm uh, feeling pretty gangster. I got some clothes, and uh, gotta be careful. Oh, got to be careful with the white sneakers. Well, I'm not wearing them right now. Not you can't wearing. wear them in every no. occasion. It's Blundstone season uh, right now. And if you need a pair of Blundstones, make sure you head out to Stampede Tack. And Western Wear, uh, fellas, enough Christmas talk here. We, we're we going guest-free here on, on EP 164. And, and we're doing that for, I guess, a few reasons. One being, it's the holidays here. And I really didn't feel like 
dinging up anybody over the holidays and, and asking them to donate their time to us. So kind of like plan to take a week off of there. And as we mentioned last week, with the threat of the Omicron variant and, and coronavirus and all the rest of it, we kind of alluded to the fact that if the NLL was going to take a little extra time last or, or this coming week with there only being three games on the docket, maybe this was the the window for the league to to take the extra precaution and take a little extra time and buy themselves a little extra time and reschedule these three games. Well, here we are on December the 27th. You're supposed to be off to Calgary on the 30th. There's a New Year's game, Evan, for you in Saskatchewan on the 31st, and I can't remember. New Year's Eve also, Colorado, uh, New York Riptide in Denver. There you go. So yeah. those three games have been postponed. Uh, the league saying it's extra precautions. Has anyone got the release up in front of them? They want to spit out there that, that they posted up today? I yeah, can get I, it one can... second. Go for it. Yeah. So um, the the official statement coming out, we kind of heard like, and I, I don't know about you guys, but talking last week and seeing where the numbers were going and what other leagues were doing, uh, the NHL shutting down and rescheduling games, you kind of got this bad pit in your stomach that something like this was going to come. There's still a lot of hope that we're going to go the following week, which would be the seventh and eighth, and and a lot of teams would be affected if that doesn't happen. But Evan, you got it up there in front. Except of Except there's already one postponed. Well, game we'll next talk about that. Well. We're going to yeah. talk about that as well. So here's the official announcement: We have been in constant contact with the authorities, media, and business partners and officials on both sides of the border, monitoring developments up to the minute. With that information, we feel it is in the best interests of all to reschedule the three games we have coming this weekend until later in the season. We do this out of an abundance of caution, which we keep, which will keep the competitive balance of our league in place while making sure that our number one priority is and always will be the health and safety of our players, coaches, our staff, and our fans. We expect to play week six of the season on January 7th to the 8th, and we will update if there are any changes based on this fluid and complex situation. Now, when you look at the markets where these games were canceled, Alberta just did put a whole bunch of new restrictions in place just before the world junior hockey championships started. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have Calgary would have been stuck with 50% capacity, no food or drink Saskatchewan. There hasn't been any changes yet, but we're expecting some tomorrow morning. So we don't know what those would have been. Um, as for the other game, I, I have no clue what the restriction change would have been, but We've seen, yeah, like, you know, that's one factor. We've got five teams, I believe, owned by NHL clubs in this league. No way that they could have proceeded. And this having been, you know, yeah, we're going to play NLL games, but we're not playing NHL games. And the the NHL just keeps canceling games. They they haven't put a definitive date on it. I think we need to be careful saying the word canceled or the word postponed. Because those yeah. are two very different things. They're not outright canceling any games yet. They're postponing. They're going to push them to the back of the season. We, you know, I had it down in Quick Sticks, which we'll we'll give you a few here as well. But uh, Halifax being a little proactive, I would say, and rescheduling their game from the seventh to another month later to the eighth in, in February. So they kind of got the jump on this, and it's a very well, they were forced to. Yeah, and it's a very complex situation. Halifax is probably. 
in a better spot than most with arena availability. But, you know, all these schedules get laid out for the NBA, the NHL, whatever else is going through the building. And then, you know, all those dates are gone. Then you got to start picking new dates and, and it, it becomes a bit of a Pandora's box on when and where and how you're going to play these games. So, you know, the more they get canceled, the harder it is to going to be to kind of get them in at the end of the year. But like Evan said, you can't, you can't play NHL game or not play NHL games and play NLL games. But on the flip side of it, guys, like, I don't know, like I'm sitting watching TV last night and I'm watching, you know, world juniors get it done. They're in a bubble. So that's a little bit different, but I'm watching like college football and there's 60 grand in the stadium and nobody's wearing them at like America is going full bore. Like they, they just, they're open for business and away they go. And a lot of people ask, oh, well, what, you know, look at the NFL. They're not stopping. Look at the NBA. So the NFL is in a much different situation than the NBA, and the NBA is in a much different situation than the NHL because the NFL does not have to worry about the border, for one. They do not need to cross the border. They have no Canadian teams. It's next man up, and if you don't have enough players, then go find some players because we're playing the game sort of thing. The NBA just one lone Canadian city in the league in Toronto, so it's a lot easier for them to say, Toronto, you're moving down to Orlando for the next month or two months or whatever it is, and then you eliminate the border concerns and away you go with that. NHL, much different, where there's eight, I want to say, Canadian teams in the NHL. You got a bunch in, in the NLL as well, and you know the majority of our players are Canadian, playing in American market. I don't know what's happened with the border yet, guys, if there's any changes to border travel or testing or anything like that that you've heard, Evan, but that's where the... It's very minimal. That's where the complexities change within the professional leagues. With teams having... With leagues having teams in both countries, the web gets a little more tangled as far as trying to get your games in, and that's why we are where we are. Yeah, and I I wondered, too, this week, like, maybe... Like, I think they probably could. Uh, they had the, so Calgary released a statement and they were saying it wasn't going to affect the Hitmen, which are also owned by the Flames organization. It's all under the same umbrella. So yeah. the Calgary one surprised me the most because it was a Canadian, all Canadian matchup. matchup so you, yeah. And there's the World Juniors happening in Alberta. You think they could have pulled that off, right? Yeah, it's going to be a blow to the bottom end, only putting, you know, 5,000 people or, or 10. Or no, I guess, no, they'd be okay with the they I think most 9, NLL the capacity. Teams are- yeah, capacity okay. was 18. So, yeah, I think the, the 50% capacity is not an issue. Not having food or drink is a big issue. I thought maybe they could have tried to pull off Halifax and and Calgary. Especially and with it being a TSN game, right? Yeah, especially and, and San Diego with the majority of their players living up here. Yeah, you'd be down a couple of fantastic players if they couldn't come across the board. And then and maybe so maybe they had to cancel Denver first and everybody else just sort of followed suit. I know it's also there was a thousand or more canceled flights in the last few days in the U S because pilots and crew started getting COVID and you couldn't fly anywhere. So to get from New York to Denver or to get from Canada to Denver and all the stopovers you have to make, maybe that just became a nightmare too. Cause the roughnecks did state the cancellation. They gave a little bit more detail than the NLL did, I, I believe. And they said um, uh, travel considerations is one of the reasons that, the Calgary game is not happening. So that leads me to believe that, yeah, the border is uh, the bit of the sticking point here. Well, there's also the issue. Nova Scotia has their own regulations on that. So if people are actually traveling back to Nova Scotia, there's a quarantine period 
coming out of province. That's, so that's the other thing, the, right? It's um, different yeah. from province. Never mind country to country. Province to province is different right. as well. Yeah, and and that was also the reason behind the postponement there with um, with Halifax next week is they're actually not permitted to play sports whatsoever. They can have limited practice, and that's about it. So the Mooseheads and the whole lot cannot play until January 12th at the absolute earliest at home. Well, and the the other thing with this, guys, is that with the holiday season here and it being flu season and all the rest of it, everything is ramped up right now. And I think that buying themselves this extra week is going to be able to kind of clear up or at least know where they stand as far as who's got it, who doesn't, how many per team have it. Like, we saw Patrick Merrill go on on the list just before Christmas, so there's the first NLL coach to go on. Uh, we've seen a handful of players, and, and, like, I remember when it first started, guys, and I was listening to, like, Dr. Fauci talk about it, and somebody asked him, like, am I going to get this? Am I going to know somebody that gets this? And his statement was, like, by the end of it, you'll know at least, you'll either have it or you'll know at least one person that has it. And like I could rattle off close to like fifty people I know that have. That oh have yeah, it rises and it rises and rises like that every week. So, so what, the what Hulk- I just don't understand is that what's the difference between taking this week off and then thinking that everything is going to be solved for next Friday? Like, well, is this just buying another week of planning so the inevitably it gets pushed and pushed? Because I don't see what the difference between today is. Well, everyone's here, hanging out with their families over Christmas. Like, I think next well, week would be even worse. Well, that's it. Period. That's what I'm saying here, Brad, is that now, like, the holiday is gone. So when the next round of testing comes back, all the people that have been are going to be tested, the players and staff and everything else, are going to be through that holiday season, seeing their family, seeing their friends. And now it's just a question of whether they got it or not before they move back into their, their systems and, and get – back into the regular routine here. So I think right. that... So by buying this week, this is the incubation period right, right now where guys wouldn't necessarily right. test, but you fly from Toronto to Calgary on a plane and yeah. you bring it... But you're you, still right? going to get yeah. tested, right? So they're, you know nobody's going to be in the arena before uh, they, they get tested. So I think that's part of the thinking here is, is let the holiday pass clear then test, see who's got it, see who's don't, and then and then see where teams are at at that yeah. point. Like we saw the situation with Curling Canada there yesterday where they're they're holding the mixed doubles trial. So this is the top 16 mixed doubles teams. Winner goes to the Olympics. And they had to call the event off a day and a half before it was, start, it was starting because yeah. so many players tested positive during travel. Yeah, like this is the this is the one difficulty with the NLL that the other pro leagues and even to be frankly honest NCAA teams don't have is they're not flying on charter charter flights they're on on public airlines that they're exposed to a number of people and we saw the problem happen there with curling it's going to happen elsewhere um, whether it changes in a week we don't know. Uh, We'll see how many test results come back this week, I guess. Well, although chances are players won't be put on COVID protocol until they actually have to miss a game. Well, that's it. And that's the other thing I kind of want to know in this. Like, I don't know. I still feel like they're going to do everything they possibly can to keep the season moving forward. And we've seen what is it, Brad, with NHL teams, if they get upwards of six or more, eight, seven yeah, it's or like more, five, they get five or six and they get shut and down. 
and they get shut down. So, so where's the number for NLL teams? And if they hit that number, you know, where are they plucking players from to, to fill out their rosters as well? Like this is, this is the concern. Like, can they just keep plugging and playing if, if they have a breakout or if a team has a breakout, does that team get shut down? And do we continue with the rest of the league? Like, these well, are questions that they're about talking five or about. Six. You could get to about five or six and not have an issue because you've got typically two players that are not dressing at night, right. every night, practice or on your practice players. roster. Yeah. Right. So, so the, it, but even that's tough. Like, it's you're bringing guys on that have practiced twice with you, maybe two or three times, maybe play an exhibition game with yeah. you, and now expecting. We saw the results, what happened with Washington football team the last two games where they're playing with a with a team of amateurs. Yeah. Well, we saw the, the Raptors play the other night with eight players and five of them were well, G Leaguers. Like so Yeah, we've got we've got the ALL West out here and the ALL is on pause right now in the east. Um and but not every team's gonna have access to those kind of guys. Like might benefit Vancouver and Toronto and maybe Calgary and and, and, you know, a Buffalo or something to be that close, but, and then it's going to be a free for all. Like who's, what if, who's going to have the free agent rights to yeah. the best player in ALL West to get the leading scorer there? You know, like, is it going to be, they have to hold a, a lottery to start making replacement players. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This is speculating way down the line here, but the, uh, what the bright light in the tunnel for me is that and we were close to a bubble season last year that didn't come to fruition so at least i think the plans are laid there that if this season does take a terrible turn that they have to pull something off and they would have had their learnings and their findings from from last year to make something happen and and the other thing here is that with the omicron variant that's going around yeah it's it's still covid but if you are double vaccinated and if you got a booster on top of that more power to you but almost to a man that everybody that I've talked to that has gotten Omicron and, and gotten COVID is pretty much asymptomatic, maybe like a bad flu, but nowhere near having to be hospitalized or, you know, trouble breathing or anything like the Delta or the, the variants before that. So, you know, like there's been professional athletes in other leagues that have said like, yeah, maybe I have it. I'm double vaxxed. I feel fine. Let me play. Like that's how good they feel. I don't know if that makes it any better or makes it any worse. I guess it's still COVID, but like, I, I don't know where it's crazy to me guys that we're seeing 6,000 people jammed in a freaking shopping mall, but yet they close down gyms with 20 people in it and you can't go work out. Like I just don't quite understand the rationale and the reasoning on why things are open, why things are closed. And, and it almost seems like a reaction instead of a proaction to get out ahead of it. Yeah. I mean, being, I mean, having, being asymptomatic means you are still contagious, right? I that's, get that. That's the, that's the problem. And the NFL taking the stance of, Oh, we're just going to do less testing. I mean, now you're really opening Pandora's box to mm-hmm. a whole slew of problems as you're getting into the playoffs. The thing is, I, I think we're all in agreement on this part is the NLL made the right call this week. There's no yeah. question about it. Yeah. And if it means we got to push the playoffs back a week or something, or, you know, by the time it's all done, we got to push the playoffs two, three weeks back. Who cares? Right. Like guys will be, be missing from their PLL teams for a few weeks yeah. and maybe Andy towers sweats the beginning of the season, but you know, 
at least we got to get the season in. Got to get it in safe. Got to get it in, man. Got to get it we in. Get, we, we're going to get ready for some weeknight games in May and June. I think that's what we're preparing ourselves for. Yeah. I just, I like, I, I really hope all we need to kind of do is get through this winter season and get on the other side to spring and, and things will start clearing up. And who knows by then, uh, maybe some more specific vaccines to, to battle this godforsaken plague that we've been in for the last two years here boys uh so that's where we're at national lacrosse league wise right now the hope is to crank back up for week six january 7th and go from there so with that being said like no games to recap this week uh no games to preview so unfortunately uh who you got in lax class locks go and stampede stallions for that matter go on hiatus for a week but uh still some things to talk about here on the podcast coming up next we got some quick sticks and uh then we'll take one more break after that and and get you some uh, new year's resolutions and then get you on your way here for an abbreviated EP 164 here of lacrosse classified keep it right here lacrosse flash podcast network we're back with some quick sticks after this Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. This is Reed Bowering. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box cross. Welcome back. Quarter number two here. Lax Class 164. Big thanks goes out to Associated Labels and Packaging. Dropped off a couple of new Lax Class heads. A little box of fudge down there at ALP last week for Sean, Karen, and the gang at Associated Labels and Packaging. AssociatedLP.com. Need a label, need a package. That's where you go. They focus on people, ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned. Over 40 years of experience in the label and packaging business. Located in my hometown of Coquitlam, British Columbia. Look them up, AssociatedLP.com. Quick sticks here in quarter number three, brought to you by the National Lacrosse League. We just talked a lot about the National Lacrosse League, uh, so I don't you know, need to run down everything. But uh, sign up for that newsletter. You can still buy some merch at Fanatics ca or shop nllshop.com so do that uh thanks to the nll thanks to associated labels and packaging some quick sticks here not many guys uh, it's been a rather slow week except for the news dropping today but i did see this uh on christmas day and i thought this was the tweet of the holidays here the buffalo bandits uh, did you guys get a look at this <laughs> yeah. uh, tweeting this out uh, d- a bunch of bunch of bandits in in air quotes here ugly christmas sweaters <laughs> and they're wearing rochester philly Toronto, and georgia jerseys uh the classic hand on the shoulder pose there from dahoga on, on day that was good stuff from the bandits that's the kind of content i'm looking for when i head on to twitter yeah you gotta love it uh you know i mean that that house there in buffalo they've they've had a few nice takes here and there but uh the the old school Philly Wings jersey, I guess well, I'm not. Del Bianco wasn't happy about that. He said those things yeah. were elite. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah, good on the teams. There's a few teams that like to trash talk back and forth, and it's it's just good social media when it happens. Yeah, I think someone was a good Jeremy or a Jason Noble fan in that picture too, because I think the Georgia jersey and 
the Toronto Rock jersey. Oh, both nobles. Both nobles, both 37. So they got a, and and it was 83, I think, on the Philly and on the Rochester. I was trying to think who's wearing 83 on both those teams. Nooch would have been for the Wings, but who's 83 in Rochester? Is that Roundy? Was he drafted by Roch? No, he was drafted by George. I don't know. I have yeah. to look that one up. That's going back. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, well classic, done. Classic troll job there. There's yeah. some great. There's some great content rolled out over the holidays. So teams, even though you got a week off now, no, no, no excuses. No chance to sleep. Like keep, keep pumping it. We talked about the game being rescheduled in Halifax. We mentioned Pat Merrill. All the best to him on on his recovery. I don't know if this is still going on and something I've always wanted to do and go to, but I've never done it. I don't think I'm going to do it this year. In fact, I know I'm not, but LaxCon is happening January the 14th. I don't know if it's, haven't even seen that. I don't know if it's going to be virtual or whether people are hooking up in Baltimore again and, and doing, or is it in Philly? I don't know. LaxCon goes down every year. I've never been, but it looks like a time and it's something I want to do eventually. Yeah, they held it virtually, I think, the last couple times, which I wouldn't be shocked if they did it again, just because it's going to be difficult for people to get across the border just to attend. So yeah. I, I would be I'd be surprised All the if top there wasn't a virtual compare, uh, component to it. Anyhow. Manufacturers, coaches, executives, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, what else did I see online this week? Uh, coming in hot, Vegas saying they could potentially reveal their new team name here in December. We're running out of days here, fellas. I, is Vegas going to announce their team name on New Year's Eve and ring in the new year with the new new team name there down in Sin City? Hmm. Not sure, but it'd be interesting to guess what the team name would be. Well, coming in hot. That's been their hashtag, their slogan. So that leads me to believe it is going to be something heat-related. So I'm thinking fire. I'm thinking the burn. I'm thinking uh, hot plates. I'm thinking frying pans. I'm thinking the sun. I'm thinking uh, lava. What Coming in hot, it could be a multitude of things here. Uh, you know, I, I would love to do it on New Year's Eve, especially after the shitty news we've had this week. Like, yeah. give don't hold off on this news. Let's show a bright light and say, hey, no, this is the next, this is the next big thing. Um, so I would love to see it this week. I don't know if it gets lost on on New Year's Eve in the, sort of the media cycle, but if they went this week, that would be fantastic. What do you think? Coming in hot? Guess you got a guess? I think it, they're going. It wouldn't black. be the, the burn because there would be... be a whole different connotation. But the Vegas fire. That would probably work. The heat? Like, I don't think you want to take oh, another I, I don't think no, they go with the heat because, because of the NBA. Well, you can't be fire because you got the firewalls, right? Like, you're not going to do yeah. that. But coming in hot, like, I think it's got to be something surrounding some sort of fire or flame or. What about around, like, the devil? Like, around, I don't want, no, don't go with the devils, <laughs> but something like. Perhaps going know, dark for New Year's. Something sort of evil and spooky, yeah. and you know they've got the. They got I'm thinking the black and silver, right? I'm thinking black and silver. Red devils. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, black and silver. I think I. That's my guess. I but, thought it was a little. I thought there was a little bit of purple in there from oh, some of the stuff they've been. More purple. Is well, good. no, that would be PCLC. I don't know. You can't go any more purple than now. We've got enough purple. I love the purple. Yeah, they got a, you got a black and silver, and you got a golden golden black. So that's uh, Vancouver. You gotta get away from those two. Any guesses on, on team names, sir? 
I mean, the Aces is always one that's thrown around anytime a team comes from Vegas, so I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being the name. Brad, guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Guessing a team name is really, really, really putting it on the spot. Okay, here. Uh, fine. Let's go with the Sand Devils. The Sand Devils. The Sand, the sand Devils. The Sand Devils. That That's sure. your guess. The Sand sure. Devils. No matter what I say, it's going to be completely <laughs> sand, off. So why not just go devil. sand devils out there? Okay. I mean, that's about as far off as you can get, I think. But uh, all right, guys, uh, do you got any more quick sticks? Because I think I'm out already here on, on EP 164. It's going to be a short episode, which I think I'm okay with this week after everything here. Good. You're shaking your heads no at me. Uh, I think you guys are good, too. One final break. Keep the energy up here, fellas. we got one more quarter to get through. Uh, we'll get you on your way and into 2022 when we return here on EP164 of the Lax Class Podcast. Back after this. This is Ian McKay from the Buffalo Bandits. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box cross. Third quarter, final quarter here on EP164. Welcome back. Jake Kelly, Brad Schellner, Evan Scheminauer with you uh, for a few more minutes here anyways, guys, as we... Roll into 2022 here as we go guest-free this week. We put it out on Twitter and a few other outlets on if any listeners had any questions on their minds that we they wanted us answered from us, I think I said that right, uh, to fire away. That's always fun. Ask us anything type, type of deal here. So, Evan, Brad, I think you've compiled some, some questions uh I don't know how we want to do this, but fire away. I'll, yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go first. We got my, our, my man, Casey Dawson on Twitter. He's from Montreal and he asks, what would be the next Canadian city you would like to see expansion go to? I think Casey's asked this question before and I think he's slightly biased being a Montreal guy himself, <laughs> oui, oui, yes. but um, where, what Canadian city do you want to see expansion go to? I'll, I'll go first and take the easy route and say Edmonton. I think they've got, if they can get in with the Oilers organization there, they've got a beautiful new barn downtown. They've got a little bit of history there. They've got minor lacrosse and junior lacrosse is doing its thing up north. So some of the grassroots is there. If I'm seeing another Canadian team come back in, it's going to be in Northern Alberta. I like it, Evan. I like Winnipeg, actually. Mm. And um, maybe it's a case of we've seen what's happened in Edmonton. We, we haven't seen what's happened in Winnipeg. But in Winnipeg, you've got a market, I think, that's got a better price point for what the NLL is looking for. Uh, people just can't afford, those that can't afford to get to a Jets game. And, you know, a pretty good ownership group there with the NHL group in Winnipeg. So I honestly like to see that and create another instant rivalry with the Rush with Winnipeg. Well, we know Oliver Marty, when he was looking to buy a team, he said right here on the podcast that I think actually his first choice was Montreal, but they couldn't do their due diligence to get across the border and really kind of dig into the market and, and the building and all that sort of stuff. I think actually it was Laval that they were going to put the team if they did in fact go into Quebec. So I think that is probably on the horizon. I think there's some, some big appetite for somebody to put a team in that market. So I like the fact that Quebec, Montreal, wherever you want to Laval, I like that. I'm going to say 
And I just kind of thought about this while you guys were talking because I was going to say Edmonton. Brad took that. Then Evan said Winnipeg. That was my next. So I'm actually going to say Ottawa, which, of course, you'll remember the the Ottawa Rebel were there for a period of time. I don't know how long, Evan. A couple years at least. The but, current actual Saskatchewan Rush. Yeah. Shockingly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even. They, know yeah. That. They bought their own. They brought the rights to that team. Yeah. Did not know that. Uh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. But. When I was back uh, in Aguasasne over the summer, calling some games at the Survivors Cup there, one of the teams that was there was Nepean. And from all accounts, like talking to Jake Fox and a few other people around that organization, the Nepean Ottawa area is one of the, like, I think Shooter said this as well. It is booming, minor registration wise, in, in the Nepean area. And an NLL team can only help and enhance that. We've seen what it's done in the province of Saskatchewan, for Pete's sake. Like, the explosion is real. So I think if you plop down an NLL team in an already burgeoning market that's got great young registration numbers, building sitting there. I don't know what's going on at the the Canadian Tire Center or whatever it's called now, but... You know, a new building coming to Ottawa. In, like, Please stay away from, from Mr. Melnick, but I think Ottawa could work again. Thoughts? Um, I Don't make that Ottawa. face, Evan. Yeah, I, 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 I question Ottawa for one reason. That is, the NHL has struggled there hard. So well, but that, that's I, why I, I said let's uh, – the, the ownership it's, there in it's Ottawa. Audio, it's audio only, so if you're disgusted with something Jumbo says, you got to make like a like a fart sound or something. <laughs> You know, for the, for the people listening, but I've always heard about Ottawa is that their barn is out in the middle of nowhere, it and it's like it's it's impossible to get there. And I just know that any sports team that has a barn in the middle of nowhere, maybe the exception of Saskatchewan, which is not too far out of town, but like you know, it's a drive. It's not downtown, of course, but they do obviously they do they do well there. But usually the knock is if you're like too far out of town and transit's pain in the ass to get to, and you're you're driving home. It was like the Langley issue that we had when the Stealth were out there for so many seasons. Like yeah. just people don't want to drive out of. Well, I think of, a new or, building's coming. I think a new building's coming there in Ottawa. Obviously, it's not going to be ready anytime soon, but uh, they're due for one there. And if they can find different ownership than. The Senators, that would probably be a good thing, too, because that whole relationship has not worked out particularly well. But I just like the, the market more than anything. But I know you need those three pillars of stability or whatever it is. Uh, Brad, what do you got? Okay, another one for me. This one was me going back and forth with Doug on Twitter, and he wants to see... Oh, is it Doug Marcus? Is this who you're talking about? Yeah, he wants to see a stat for shot clock violations. Oh, How many yes. times an offense is held to without a shot and how many times a defense holds an offense to without a shot. I thought that was quite brilliant. Like there's obviously you're not going to get a full indication because there's a lot of things that can happen in a 30 second shot clock. And there's a, just because your team doesn't get a shot in that 30 seconds doesn't mean it was a strong defensive stand. Maybe it was your own indecision to make a bad pass across center and lose in a fight to get it back. Like, I think there are some, some indicators that aren't going to make it up. A, a really legit stat to follow and, and execute on, but anything involving the defensive side of the floor for me and getting those guys more love and more accurate depiction, I think is well, a, let me, is a good way to go. Let me add to this, Evan, before you jump in here, mm-hmm. if we can talk about this 30 second clock thing for a second here, I think a real cool metric or analytic would be to see how successful teams are at either a drawing a penalty or scoring a goal 
on A, a second 30-second clock reset or a third second clock reset? Because I think the percentage of scoring or drawing a penalty goes up significantly when you get your second and even probably doubles when you get that third 30-second reset, tired defense, mental, physical breakdowns. Uh, that would be a really interesting analytic to, to see on 32nd. Here's the one I want to see. And if it was there, the Vancouver Warriors would lead the Block league shots. in a country mile. Block shots. Soak squad, baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they're, the league is, tr- and I don't know exactly how they're doing this. They are starting to track block shots this season. Like we do get a, um, it's not on the league website. It's a, it's available through the media stat pack. They are tracking block shots, but I don't think it's, they've got they've got josh medeiros from pclc leading the league with six come on uh tyler codron second with four like he he probably had four against sass you know Mm -hmm. like i think it's it's they're they're learning to track it i'd like to see it enhanced and tracked a little bit more accurately and that's that's kind of across the league website right now there's a lot of stuff not available to to the average fan out there the old opposite uh Rick Brown second assist over there in Victoria. This guy, I don't know if you remember Rick Brown from the Shamrocks or not, Brad. Legendary Shamrock. And no matter what, like he would he sometimes he wasn't on the floor. Sometimes he wasn't even in the lineup. And there you see Rick Brown with six assists at the end of the game. I never <laughs> quite understood how they did that over. Is that what happened with your penalty minutes? No, nah, well. <laughs> It's a different story. It's a different story. Uh, questions, questions, more questions. Yeah, here we go. Um, one from Rush Nation. Is Adam Shoot the answer in Saskatchewan? And if not, what do they do? Ooh, can I go first? Yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, you know what? I think uh, I think I need to see Adam Shoot play 10 games as a starter. Uh, in a row before I make any kind of a decision. I think probably Saskatchewan feels the same way. Like when Vancouver jumped out to that 4-1 lead and they're 0-2 and I'm thinking, oh, baby, like is this is this happening right now? But then Adam Shute really settled down in that game, seemed to find his groove. And I wonder, like was that the corner that he just turned? Is his confidence back? Is he feeling okay now? Um, but if they don't, if it's if he's not, like EP – 61 sitting right there. Like I, I'm really surprised that Eric Penny has not been snatched. I don't know if that tells me something or I don't, maybe guys are just loyal to their group right now. And it's too early to make a decision like that, but sooner or later, that guy's going to get picked up. And I think that team's going to be very happy when they do. Yeah. I, there's actually heard rumblings a couple of weeks ago. And I haven't confirmed this or texted Eric about it at all either, but I have did hear that he may or may not have been picked up by an Eastern team. And I don't know if it just hasn't been released because we haven't seen transactions knowing that this week was going to be on hold and that this particular club that he was attached to also doesn't play this week. Mm. Um, so I wonder if there is a transaction coming down the pipe for, for Eric Penny. I think a lot of people are surprised that he hasn't been scooped up as far as shoot goes. I think you nailed the jumbo. Like there was a lot of, there was times in that game where he made some fantastic saves and I, I almost felt an energy for like that rush D and for that team that, okay, he just needs a couple of those big, you know, yeah. uh, a, a big save, uh, save to, to keep a lead or a big save in the fourth, like he made a couple of times. So I don't think they're ready to throw the towel in on, on Adam shoot by any means yet. I think, yeah, 10 games, half a season will be a good, 
good indicator. And you know what? They've they've also got high faith in Pete Dubinsky. I think oh, we would yeah. see him get a start before they move on so to They're so good defensively. To it's, else. Like, it's hard to tell. Like I think we've seen that on the flip side with Alexis Bouquet kind of getting thrown to the wolves a little bit while he was in New York and getting ventilated because he just didn't have anything in front of him. And now you put a solid defense and a good defensive system in front of him and look at the result we're getting here. Like eight goals, seven goals, 10 goals in his three starts here so far. So it matters, right? Like what's in front of you. Uh, and I think that that's the case for Adam shoot as well. He's got such a good defense in front of him that can, you know, hide a, a few warts if you yeah, I think the thing with shoot is what we're what we're not seeing from shoot so far is him stealing a game mm. or him, you know, making that asinine save that all of a sudden just it, it should never have happened kind of deal. Yeah. Similar to you know Christian Del Bianco stealing the game Bianco. in Saskatchewan. Bianco. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my apologies, yeah. but you know I think that's really kind of where we are. And yeah, with he started what six games in his entire NFL career, maybe. At this point, uh, might be a few yeah. more than that. Might yeah, but yeah, I, think was, I think it was eight or something yeah. heading into the season. But yeah, yeah, so it's young, and he's you know he's thirty, but he's basically got a numbers of a of a twenty four year old. No, listen, older. it's not easy to step in and all of a sudden just mm-hmm. be a starter in the National Cross League. Doesn't happen. I got no. a question here. I just thought of this one uh, all on my own, fellas. Best road jerseys, best home jerseys in the National Cross League. Ooh. See, I know it's a good one, Evan, when Evan does the... Okay, I I, I know who my road one is. You'll be shocked. I like the all-white in Vancouver. Ah. I love that one. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, So With the the chrome cage and everything, yeah. yeah, It's legit. Uh, So let's do do roads then, Brad. Do we lose? I got to think this one through, man. You got me on the the spot on this one. Reel through. I'll go first, give you a little bit of time. Give me... The Rochester Nighthawks. That army green, clean lines, visible numbers. I love the color, that olive kind of rug. Like, they look clean and sharp to me. Yeah, that, that color that color doesn't light my fire very much. I don't know. The, the army green to me and the, the green turf, like, there's something about it that's clashy to me Um, you know what looked you know what looked fantastic last week at home was the albany firewalls like i'm blown away with their with their look right now and what they've what they've rolled out this season so i might go home albany okay and i'm thinking i'm with evan with the road white warriors white warriors soak squad road jersey well or is our home jersey well, it's actually a third jersey that's evolved into a home jersey, and that's the the Rush lime green. The the what, the five year anniversary one thing. No, the, with just the big R in the middle. Oh, okay, it, but the lime green, yeah, not the not the black one, which is the actual home yeah. jersey. I you know like Panther City, if they switch their numbers from their jerseys, like if they put their numbers that are on their whites on their darks and and flip that around, I think they'd really be onto something there. The way it is now, I have a bit of an issue with. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what it's like to pick up on on camera from a booth yet. But uh, that concerns me a little bit. San Diego, obviously I've been pretty partial to the purple and gold. But the one thing I've never understood about the Seals uniforms is why they have black shorts with purple and and yellow jerseys or even gray jerseys. 
They go with the black shirt. I don't understand that. Uh, so maybe somebody can answer me that question. Uh, Halifax, those Every Child Matters jerseys out of, out of the gates were pretty special. I'm going to go throwback. Really ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, really ugly yeah, Christmas sweaters almost, are maybe the best thing I've seen this year. I almost want to go throwback to the Rochester teal and purple. Like, I miss those Oof. jerseys in the National Lacrosse League. I think they were electric, special. I know Evan doesn't like it. I don't really yeah, There's care. the sound of disgust we were looking for earlier. <laughs> yeah, but I love the teal and purple. I miss the teal and purple. But I got to go Warriors with the whites. Like, I just, like, simple, clean, like, it, it just pops everything on it. Uh, so, for me, it's, like, that's a sweep right there for, for the Warriors away jerseys, right? And I don't think we're, I don't think we're alone on that either. No. Evan, you got another question? Here's one for you. Yeah, yeah. here's one for you. Top transition player of the year so far. I mean, Mike Messenger made his case. Yeah. Challen Rogers, Zach Courier, or is there somebody else that we're not thinking of? Reed Bowery. I, who, I think it's who, Messenger. Who would be your number it's, one? It's Messenger right now. Like I, I don't think that's even a discussion, really. I think it's Mike Messenger. This uh, Marinier kid has put up some pretty good numbers for the New York Riptide so far. He's leading the league and caused turnovers um, in on the Marinier. transition, forcing the tempo there. He's a rookie, Matt Marinier. And I remember Jim Veltman talking to him, um, talking about him in particular, a guy that he was ready to to see take leaps in his career for um, for the New York Riptide. But he's a rookie, though. I, it's Where hard to from? argue mess. I'm, I'm not sure, to yeah. tell you the truth. I'm not sure up. to tell you the truth. There's but no Mike Messenger, Brad, is, he's on another planet. Messenger's right been a beast. Yeah, he really, I, he, I think he loves playing in Vancouver because obviously his, his friends and family come out and, and watch him. He really took that game over in a couple different areas. Um, so he's been fantastic. He's taken draws this season, which is, you know, I talked about this on the broadcast in that first second TSN game, Calgary and Saskatchewan and that, you know, Calgary has Zach Courier taking draws and they feel that he's a little bit too valuable to be taking draws just based on his durability and what they want him doing on defense and transition. And, you know, one could also apply that to messenger, but I feel like he's a guy that thrives with more on his plate. I think you give him face-offs, you give him, you know, a, a regular defensive shift he wants that. I think he's a guy that is durable and built to take that punishment. And that makes him more engaged in a game. You know, he's one of those guys that you run at him on the faceoff circle. Well, he's just going to run that ball up the gut and jam in the back of the net out of spite and anger and manliness. You know, like I think he relishes in that, well, he does in that physical contact game. Like the man could live in the wilderness off of the land as long as he wants. Like the guy is a machine. Man. Like he's scared. Well, if you even look at his face-offs in the first game against Halifax, you know, yeah, he only had a 30% against Withers. Almost everybody has 30% against Withers. But the difference is there wasn't one single fast-break opportunity off the draw all night, which that's not a typical Jake Withers game, right? Yeah. And that's the difference that a guy like Messenger brings in that position. All right, so mm. Messenger for that. Uh, yep. Anything else on your plate there, Evan? I'm out of... Well, Here's one for you. The team that the biggest su surprise you think that will make the playoffs, the biggest surprise you think will miss the playoffs. Brad, you can go first on this one. I, I didn't think Georgia would be as bad as I feel they've looked through their first couple games. Um, they were going to be hard pressed with the losses that they had from their lineup. But I thought, hey, Lyle Thompson, Mike Poulin, the roster that they have, they're always going to be in the mix. I don't know if Georgia is going to be a playoff team. So I think that's a little 
shocking to me. Um, team that could be a playoff team that we Coming weren't expecting. Coming from the biggest Swarm fan last uh, time we played. Right, I know. Too. I'm jumping ship, changing alliances. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. This is not going to be a surprise to anybody in the organization, um, but it's going to be a surprise, I think, from a lot of people outside the organization is Vancouver start. And that I think they could be a playoff team based on what we've seen in the West so far. And I know they've, they've making some big strides, but I think they're shocking a lot of people around the league with how good they've been. So I'll say Vancouver in Georgia out. Evan. You know, I like the Georgia one of the team that I'm really concerned about missing the playoffs right now. That might be a shock is Colorado. You know, they had that big start and they've tanked it twice since. Well, that's the thing. Like if, yeah. if Vancouver gets in, Vancouver gets in. Somebody's got to be out. Calgary or Colorado or San Diego or Saskatchewan has to be out. And I think right. those would all be surprises. Yeah. See, Calgary wouldn't have surprised me based on where I thought they would be beginning of the season, but Colorado would. So I think Colorado not being there will uh, would be the, the upset. As for being in, I think the sta- the teams I'm still suspecting in the East will be there. So it, it's got to be the Vancouver Warriors making – Either the three or the four spot in the West is where I'm putting them. I'm going to stick to the East for both of my selections. Uh, Let's not forget that Albany was in first place the last time the NLL shut down. A lot of people talking and hyping Albany Firewolves coming into this season. And for whatever reason, Dougie Jameson has not looked like Dougie. No Callum, no LeBlanc, who hasn't really done much in Halifax either, but I think those two losses up front. Goaltending hasn't been quite as sharp. New City, things are different. And out of the gates, 0-2 here. I just have not seen enough of Albany that what I thought they were going to be, so they could be my surprise miss. And I think the team that is going to be reaping the rewards of their downfall is going to be the Rochester Nighthawks. Man, uh, Bertrand, Smith, these kids are dynamic rookies in this league. I have been so impressed with Bertrand. Like, I'm boggled how this kid went undrafted and how quickly he has picked up box across. We knew Ryan Smith, it was going to come. Took him a couple games to find the back of the net, but I think he's going to score buckets low, bucket loads of goals in this league. Still uh, productive, Shawnee Evans, Curtis Knight, who always runs uh, the offense tight ship, and Katoni, the sniper there. Lots of goals in Rochester. I was worried when Evan Kirk went down, but what I have seen out of Ryland Hartley's 52-plus minutes of action that he got before deciding to to drop the mitts, I think they're going to be just fine in goal with Ryan Hartley, who looks like he has taken a gigantic leap in goal, is matured and, and ready to be a starter in the NLL. I think it would have been great for him to have another year to develop behind Kirk, but the kid looked ready to me against, uh, against Albany anyways. So I'll I'll take Albany to miss and Rochester to make, which I never would have thought I would say at the start of the season. No, because if you're getting doing the math, that means like, let's, let's just assume Halifax, Toronto, Buffalo, Philly, Buffalo. So yeah, even then. So one of those teams, Rochester getting one of those teams is yeah. not getting. Well, no, you have five for the East. Five for the East. Five for the East, right? You could potentially have five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are we? You got anything else on on your question plate there, Evan? I think we've. I feel like we've we've kind of run the gamut on that. 
no, no. I'm just thinking back for the year that was, and we've had two pretty big events this last year that, uh, you know, maybe are in our rear view mirror and we don't think about them as much anymore, but the TV deal and lacrosse getting so much closer to being in the Olympics. Yeah. If we're, if we're forecasting to 2022, the future is pretty bright right now. Yeah, Brad, I know a tough, tough day today with, with games being canceled and you just hold out hope that, that come January 7th, we're, we're back playing lacrosse, but uh, final thoughts here before we turn the calendar to 2022. No, I'll echo what Evan's saying. It's miraculous for the number of NLL games that were played in the calendar year 2021, which is, has it even 20 yet to start the season? We have the progress that we've had, right? Yeah, to have the momentum that we have, to have the buzz that is around the league with the minimal activity that has actually been had on the floor so far is, is remarkable. So if every year you want a better yourself and better your league than the year before then i think the nhl nll is on the right trajectory here because you know the tv deal is in place the momentum's in place let's hopefully get butt butts back in seats and have eyeballs on this game again and turn those tv viewers into into spectators and i think it's it's gonna happen well said. Uh, I, I know we kind of did it last week, but I want to give another thank you to, to the sponsors for supporting the podcast for the last 12 months. Stampy Tech and Western Wear, Associated Labels and Packaging. Um, to our new sponsors, Rycor Construction, Cool Bet, uh, to a couple of our old ones, and G. Wilson and, and Manscaped. Uh, I've had a lot of support, Vancouver Warriors, of course, the National Lacrosse. We've had a lot of people kind of hop on board here over the podcast. And, and again, to kind of make it to the finish line where we got back to game action in, in what was a real tough 12 months uh, to, to push content out over every single week. Um, again, can't thank those guys enough. And, and we hope uh, we got lots of games to talk about here when we move into January. Again, to everybody that helped contribute to the show, Jamie, Jimmer, uh, all the co-hosts that sat in the chair, to all our guests that donated their time coming on the podcast. We thank you so much uh, for your time and your efforts uh, to the listeners. Of course, you guys are the most important thing. This podcast would not happen if we didn't have anyone listening. And we got a lot of people listening to Lacrosse Classified every single week. And we can't thank you guys enough for tuning in every single week. Uh, we will be back next week for sure. And uh, hopefully, like I said, we got uh, who we got. We got Lax Class Locks and we got our Stallions back next week. If not, we will update you accordingly. But for now, I think we will get you on your way. Be safe. Stay safe out there. Don't New Year's. I know people want to try and do the right things, people. I'll say it again. Just go get vaccinated if you're on the fence about this, please. As the best way to protect yourself and, and other people. And I think that's it, boys. You got any, anything else before we send her off here? Brad, you're good. Evan? Me and you, me and you buddy. Hopefully January 7th, our first oh, game God, in the booth Brad. together since uh, 20... April of 2018. 17, I think. I want to say 17. Too long is the answer there. Way I, too long. I so hopefully, uh, I'm going to go uh, in there and just do it regardless of whether the game's being played. I'll just do Russell Wilson and just go through the motions if I have to, just for my own sanity. I need it. I we'll need see you in Vancouver, people. Thanks for hanging out. All right. That'll do it. Uh, we'll be back for EP 165 next week right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media as well. 
You know where to find us. For Evan Schemenauer, Brad Chellner, I've been Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, stay classified, and Happy New Year.